Corey Day, Willie Kane, and the story of how an 18-year-old driver with a 19-year-old engine won a Chili Bowl prelim night. That tonight, plus Wild West shootout results, Lucas gets their 11th full-timer, and another NASCAR Cup driver makes a late Chili Bowl entry. Let's go. It's Thursday, January 11th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Real quick before we get started, if you like what I do here, hit that subscribe button on YouTube or where you get podcasts. Also hit the thumbs up on these episodes. Both are free and easy ways to support Dirt Tracker and that will help ensure you don't miss any future content. We still hover around that 60% mark of video viewers who don't subscribe to the channel. So hit that button. You know you want to. It's free, always will be free. And yes, before the trolls comment about it, I'm not above asking people to subscribe. Content is my business, and I'd like that content to reach as many people as possible because that's good for my business. All right, let's dive into today's show. In recent years, Wednesday night at the Chili Bowl had been Rico Abreu night. He'd won every prelim feature back to 2018 and eight of the last nine Wednesdays going back to 2015. But with Rico in Australia this year, Wednesday was suddenly wide open for someone else to rise up. And that someone else turned out to be one of the brightest young stars the sport has seen in a while in Corey Day. Coming into the feature, Jake Swanson and the Alex Bowman Racing 55A were the high point earners, and Swanson led the first lap of the feature from the pole. But from there, it was all Corey Day. It was a bit of a messy night, kind of from start to finish. There were lots of uh, incidents, lots of cautions to deal with, but Day really never wavered out front. He rolled the top to his first career prelim night win and locked himself into the Saturday main event. Swanson ended up battling all race long with Michael Ficino for that second lock-in spot before eventually getting away late and also putting himself into the show. I just recently had Alex Bowman on an episode of Dirt Track Conversations. We talked a bunch about Chili Bowl, including all of the effort that he puts into building those cars and the struggles they had a year ago. It was big for them to be able to get locked in. Joining those two on the podium was Briggs Danner, who went fifth to third and continues to be a driver who doesn't get nearly enough credit nationally for his talent and ability. We talk about guys that jump in and out of cars all the time, and Briggs is one of those. I want to talk more about Day here, though, because there are a few things to take notice of from last night. Coming out of the sprint car talent-rich area of California and backed by multi-time World of Outlaws champion Jason Myers, we know that Day is set up for an incredible future. He's getting ready to compete full-time this season with High Limit after taking down the 2023 NARC Championship out west, and his name will continue to be one you hear a lot. But beyond 410 sprint car racing, make no mistake here, Day is getting noticed by people outside of dirt racing and at higher levels of motorsports. Some serious players are keeping a very watchful eye over his development. Day appears to be a generational talent, and that's going to draw interest. At a much more granular level, though, and focusing specifically on last night, it's been interesting to watch this midget deal play out over the last few months. The car Day drove to the win last night is owned by Willie Kane, and the partnership between these two has been going on for a while now. Back in September, we talked on a daily show about Day and Kane running an interesting 360 sprint car show out west with a chassis design uh, that we've seen kind of Kane mess with before and kind of bring back and forth. And then the two were back together for the late USAC Midget West Coast Swing. They started slow on that swing with mediocre nights at Placerville and Merced before really coming alive uh, late in that run. They charged from 12th to 2nd to close that out at Turkey Night. They clearly figured something out towards the end of that West Coast swing, and it carried into this week at the Chili Bowl. Willie has an incredibly decorated pass in open wheel racing and is the mind behind Factory Kane shocks. His knowledge plus Day's ability is a serious combination. 
Interesting crew guys on that car as well, with Tarleton Racing Crew Chief Drew Warner and Sprint Car Driver Cole Macedo helping out Willie. What's even more notable last night uh, was the steam in the Kane Midget. Of the 375 entries on the Chili Bowl website, 268 of them are powered by either TRD, Stanton, or Esslinger. And of the six cars to lock into to, uh, Saturday's feature so far, five are either Stanton or TRD powered, but not the Kane 41. According to Brian Walker, a Mopart built 19 years ago by Bob Worth was bolted into that car. That means the engine under the hood is older than the driver in the seat. It's refreshing that at an event uh, where it's all about new and light and carbon fiber and titanium and big money, that a 19-year-old Mopar was in victory lane on Wednesday night. Looking elsewhere around Tulsa on Wednesday, Michael Stewart, Tyler Courtney were the big movers. Sunshine rallied to 8th in the main event after starting 16th, but then also hating the turn 1 hay bales at one point. And Michael Stewart was a B-main transfer who was hard charger on the night with a 22nd to 11th run. Looking ahead to tonight, Kyle Larson will officially be back in the building driving for Keith Coons. He'll go up against Tanner Thorson, Spencer Baston, Ricky Thornton Jr., Brady Bacon, CJ Leary, and plenty of others in search of one of those two locked-in spots. He did tweet this morning that he left his gear bag in New Mexico last night, so we'll see if he has to steal some safety equipment from somebody to be ready to roll later on. Uh, one other note, too, Kyle Larson isn't the only NASCAR Cup driver who made a late call to Keith Coons to participate at the Chili Bowl this year. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will join the fray on Friday night as well. Stenhouse returns to the Chili Bowl after not racing in 2023 and is an eight-time main event starter. Uh, same schedule today inside the Expo. Hot laps at four local with racing set for five. Wednesday at the Wild West Shootout, Bobby Pierce stayed hot with his second win in three races. He started outside front row, had a spicy little battle with Shannon Babb for a few laps there early on. And then later in the race, Garrett Alberson tried to close on Pierce in lap traffic, but to no avail. So another $10,000 for Pierce with Alberson second and Bab third at the line. The $100,000 and $25,000 bonuses remain alive for the smooth operator with three race nights left. Uh, Larson started the night sixth in that one, but DNF'd after some broken suspension took him out. On the modified side, Kate Dillard stayed hot as well. He's now three for three at the event. If he can uh, win two more times this week, he'll bag a $15,000 bonus. Wild West Shootout goes quiet again today with cars back on track Friday through Sunday. And some other late model news from yesterday, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series full-timers list for 2020, uh, 2024 grew with the addition of Tony Jackson Jr. The 41-year-old driver will go for Rookie of the Year against the previously announced Daniel Adam. Jackson has made just 23 Lucas appearances back to the 2020 season with a best finish of 6th at East Bay in 2021. He is a multi-time Mars and MLRA champion. Jackson will officially drive the Capital Race Cars house car using the number 25. And that's significant here because in recent days, we just learned of Shane Clanton stepping back from national touring competition to operate capital race cars uh, that he and Chad Smith just recently purchased from Marshall Green. The addition of Jackson makes it 11 teams at this point to declare for Lucas. That includes defending champion Hudson O'Neill, plus Ricky Thornton Jr., Devin Moran, Tim McCready, Boom Briggs, Max Blair, Ross Robinson, Garrett Alberson, Dalton Wilson, and Daniel Adams. We're still about two weeks away from the start of the Lucas season down at Golden Isles in Georgia. Uh, that's it for The Daily Show today. I'm not sure at this moment about my immediate content plans. Depending on what happens tonight, uh, tonight, Friday, Saturday, we might do something extra up there, stories to dive into from Tulsa or Vado. At the very least, we'll be back Sunday with a normal Daily Show, but stick around because we might sneak in an extra video. 
There are also some uh, other cool things in the works for the future as well, kind of outside of the normal realm of daily shows and conversations episodes. I'm in progress on a potential new series of videos involving a top sprint car driver and maybe a fun little docuseries on the horizon as well. So look out for those in the coming days and coming weeks. I hope you guys have a great Thursday out there. Enjoy the racing and we'll see you back here soon. <laughs>